The Grappling Hour is brought to you by No Gi BJJ Gear. Use the promotional code GRAPPLINGHOUR15 to save 15% off of whatever you put in your cart. And Dodgy Collected. Dodgy Collected. Creating jiu-jitsu gear for those who love to train after a hard day's work and for those who live the jiu-jitsu lifestyle from their mom's couch. That's actually what it says. I'm reading it verbatim. Anyway, go buy from them. What is up, ladies and gents? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcaster, Raf Esparza, coming to you with another thrilling installment of The Grappling Hour. We're very excited to have one of our original guests, who was supposed to be on maybe a little while ago, but we'll get into that. We don't want to make this a huge hassle. Big name, huge friend of the show. But before we get to him, let's uh, do some sponsor drop-ins. Let's just say if you guys are looking for good apparel... I guess you could go to nogibjjgear.com. You could use the promotional code GRAPPLINGHOUR15 to save 15% off of whatever you put in your cart. All that sort of stuff. But I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I'm just going to say, helps us, helps the show, helps you look great on the mats. That's a decision you need to make for yourself. All right. The other sponsors, of course, are good friends over at dodgycollective.com. Great rash guards, great spats, great shorts, great rash guards. If you're not going to go buy from Gear consider dodgy collective i'm sure our sponsors will love that i said don't buy from either but either way they love us and we love them all right our guest today we go way back um you know i've been interviewing this guy for a little bit now and i'm gonna reveal something on the show and normally i don't try to throw the guests under the bus but this is a particular case i will say in talking up some of his recent credits they are quite impressive of course, he just won the Sin City Submission Series event a couple uh, months ago out in Vegas. Amazing, amazing competition. It was very nice to see him back there. And in just two weeks, he will be competing again at Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, I believe, making his Combat Jiu-Jitsu debut. And we're very happy to have our good friend and Spring Valley's very own one, PJ Barch. PJ, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good, Raph, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk to you again. It's good to see you. You were on our debut episode of this program, and you know we always appreciate you taking the time to come on out. We did have something in store, and I think we should really address that right now. Now, I want to say it's because you were scared of me. I don't know that other people will believe it, but you seem to cancel some kind of thing that we were going to do. Do you mind telling the people what it was we were going to do? brother i was in the hospital man that would be a pretty elaborate uh elaborate hoax to try to just avoid you raf and all of your wrath man but <laughs> I, uh, you know i did this thing called a butter a butter scraps that was kind of my fun name for it but you know during the quarantine i had the the guys uh i kind of just put a, a friendly challenge out for people to come over and uh you know i told them i would give them 20 bucks and, and cook them a hamburger if they could score a point on me but they had to be a purple powder above and they could come over to my house and uh, we could compete. And, uh, and I did this and I filmed it and, uh, and I haven't put together any type of an edit on it or anything, but 
Um, you know, I've been talking with, with you, Raph, about, uh, you know, about it and things like that. And then you kind of uh, maybe called me out and, and said you wanted to come down and, and do a, another edition of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I thought it was a great idea. And it was the same day as you were trying to do a show, I think, for uh, maybe Submission Underground or something. So we were going to do the, maybe the podcast at my house, do it. And I, and I do, I want to reschedule this. So I don't know exactly where you got your, your information from. I know you're, uh, you're just kind of, uh, okay, I know, I know. You're trying to paint me as a, a terrible journalist. I want to go ahead and reframe this for just a second here, PJ, which is this. It's a little suspicious when one guy, when he has to cancel, and you say, well, oh, my God, is something wrong? Are you okay, PJ? You know, we're obviously sportsmen here. I'm not going to just say you're a chicken shit livered kind of guy. I've seen you compete. You've competed against the best in the world. But when you tell me, the specific reason as to why we had to reschedule. I think I need you to tell the people on here so that maybe they get an idea as to why I'm saying what I'm saying. Ah, man, I don't want to get into the specifics, man, but I, uh, you know, I had uh, an infection in my leg. It wasn't snap or anything. It was like, um, it started out as cellulitis, uh, which is, I don't know. I had some kind of a back. You think it was a bite. It could have actually, it probably was some sort of a bite actually. Um, that's probably how it started. Um, but it's like a, a subsurface, like bacterial infection of some sort. And, uh, it got into, I don't know if it got into my bloodstream. I don't know what happened, man, but I was, I was running a fever. They admitted me into the hospital. I was running a fever for a long time. It took over my whole leg. I was red from like the, the whole thing was swollen up and, and they were drawing lines all over me and, and IVing me. And I was running like 103 degree fever for like four or four or five days or something. And then, uh, yeah, I was I was in the hospital for a while, man. So I don't think it would have been. Uh, I still probably would have beat you, but I, I don't think it would have been safe for anybody. I hope it's made clear here that I wasn't doing it because I thought I would beat you. I just knew it would be great film, and I think the the incredible thing about it was is. You were telling people that you would cook them something even if they lost. And I was like, wait, you're going to give them money if they score a point on you, and then you're going to cook them something when they lose. And all I could think was, oh, my God, PJ, that's a losing business. Like, you are actually losing money to put this on. Oh, but this is fun, man. <laughs> Competition and stuff, you know. Fair enough. Uh, you know, this is this is all fun. And, and I wasn't going to cook shit anyways. You know, this is like something that – I was going to have like one of my, one of my students cook or something, probably, you know, I mean, but, listen, uh, <laughs> actually, if I'm being 100% completely honest, but it's all, it's all in good fun, man. To be fair, I wouldn't have complained if you had gotten like one of your blue belts and been like, cook this. I would have been like, still counts. I don't give a shit. PJ has provided food for me so that I can nurse my, my wounds. I'm going to tell you what I was prepared to do. And I, I, I don't know that we'll still do it like this. But because it was supposed to go for our third season premiere, I said we should do something big for our third season premiere. And I was going to film a Rocky-style montage with all my friends where I was going to be like, hey, listen, we got to get ready for this competition. Everybody was going to say, all right, Raph, who are you competing against? And I was like, PJ. And they go, eh, it's not going to work for you, man. So we were going to do this elaborate series of like all my friends uh, coming in and, and giving their advice, and every one of them saying, no, this just isn't going to work. And then we would eventually get to the footage. And I said... That would be very funny, but 
I don't know that you can really make the humor work when your opponent has been poisoned. So when that happened, I just said, Jesus Christ, PJ, if you didn't want to do it, just say you didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have gave out the plan, but I don't think we've ever trained together, huh? No, we've never... Now, you've been very kind to me over the years, and I did go visit you out at Spring Valley, and you sent your minions after me. So uh, on that day, when I went to go visit you in your class, you taught very well. I loved the instruction. It was a real pleasure to get to see you teach because I'm used to interviewing you or seeing you compete. But getting to see you teach is a different beast. I was there. You were teaching, but you and I didn't train. Instead... Uh, I had a bunch of your your guys, including I believe it was Gabe that day, who were keeping me quite busy though. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. But yes, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, dude. You have to understand when I do what I do, I, I create a very easy rapport, which is I'm not going to beg you to train with me. I'm obviously here, and if you want to, that's fine. But it's always under a friendly circumstance. It's very weird to do what I do and show up and be like, all right, PJ, here we go. I'm like, that's, that's not what I do. So uh, in any event, oh, yes, we still very well may put that, uh, that footage together. But I was, uh, I was saddened to hear that you were poisoned. I was saddened to hear you had this fever. And I'm glad to see that you're doing okay enough, uh, clearly after the fact so that that took you out for about uh, a couple like i'm sure about a week's worth of time then at least Not about a week man nothing, nothing too serious well let's get into it i wanted to originally do the interview to commemorate your win over at sin city submissions do you mind telling us how you got involved with that mm. good question man i think probably keith Keith has a line on all these guys all the time, you know. I think maybe maybe from Keith or something. I hadn't done, um, you know. I might have I might have even gotten gotten in my own head a little bit, thinking that uh, uh, like maybe I was above doing um these these uh you know these types of invitationals and stuff like that. Um, you know, not not in any in any particular way, but honestly, in in the most honest way, like more so the fact that like. Not that I was above it, but more that like I just didn't want to take it from from maybe somebody else that was a teammate or a friend in the bracket, you know what I mean? But when it get when it gets down to it, you know, and you're not getting quite as many invites to uh, like, and there's just not as much going on and stuff too, you know. You have to you got to work and you got to compete and you got to find something to do. So I was really uh, excited to to do something like that again, and I'm still looking for more and more of those. Um, I'm 100% down to keep putting my money in the pot and and uh, giving it a whirl with, with all these guys. Um, but, yeah, it was something along those lines. You know, Keith, Instagram, whatever. You know, as soon as I saw it, I just put my money down right away and sent it, sent it on the Venmo. And then, you know, that's that's how you commit to these things. You don't you don't think about it. You just you commit, and then and then you uh, follow up by, by doing all the right stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but we brought on Mike to talk about how he was organizing it. And one of the things he was telling me was you were a popular commodity because everybody in the bracket wanted a shot at you. I'm assuming that was also expected when you were throwing your name into that hat. Uh, they don't tell me 
if that's the case, you know, I don't, they, nobody was necessarily calling me out personally, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, of course, I mean, I, it can, it can swing either way. If, if, if I have a little more like clout or recognition than some of those guys, then, uh, it's, it's a good opportunity for them. It's, it's a day it's, you know, cause I say it is, it is a little more dangerous for me to jump in and do these types of things and stuff like that and, and lose to, uh, uh, like a guy that is a purple, like a hungry purple belt, you know, overtime or something, you know what I mean? And, uh, and it's always possible, you know, if you're not sharp, if you're not on a hundred percent every time, you know, you, you could, you could take these L's here and there, man. Everybody takes an L every once in a while. And, uh, and you're, you're risking like, you know, losing to somebody that is not, uh, you know, a, a black belt world champion of some sort. And so it's a risk for me too, you know, and then, and then these guys get to, to, you know, get to get a little cloud off of it or something. So it, it's an exciting prospect for them at the same time, you know, like it's also, you know, there's other guys that are not going to take that as such a exciting idea and kind of, you know, they wanted to have a clean sweep or something, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, I always, everybody's always trying to get, trying to get somebody that has a little bit more uh, Instagram followers or, or somebody with a little bit more uh, accomplishments than them so they can, they can get a, a win, you know? Now, since it is a little bit removed, um, I'm not going to do a match by match analysis with you. I would like to ask you, is there something in particular that stuck out to you on that day that you can remember that you were very pleased with in terms of your game? Uh, I felt sharp, man. I, uh, the fact is, is like, I, I sometimes forget when I'm not competing, how good, how much better I do in competition than I do in the gym. Even. Uh, so much more opens up because guys are stressed and, and grappling differently and stuff like that. And if I just trust my instincts and get after it and, uh, and really, really, uh, look to win, then, I'm, I'm dangerous for anybody, man. And, and you know, the guys uh, did a good job, but I, I just felt like uh, I went in there ready to, to win that, you know, and, and uh, I felt I felt good. And, and, I, and I ran into one or two tough guys. And, and even Alan, Alan Sanchez is uh, extremely tough. And, and I've seen him win some things and beat some people. And, uh, and I felt, you know, like uh, really, really good, you know. You definitely look sharp, man. And I have to say, uh, I had two different experiences with the tournament as a whole. The first of which was I was piecing it together from live streams. So I was watching it because there were some problems in terms of it going out live. So I, I was picking it up in bits and pieces and being like, did he win? Uh, well, I'm just going to assume PJ won. So let's go forward. And obviously, I could see bits and pieces of you winning. But then Mike brought over the footage and said, hey, man, I need somebody to commentate this with. Would you mind doing it? So I guess, selfishly, I'm going to ask, did you hear my commentary and what did you think of it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, it's funny because I heard you commentate. You know, I, I wasn't paying too close attention uh, in general, like, but I heard you commentating and I was like, wait, but Raph wasn't there. Because I was like, man, I just don't remember seeing him there, but... uh but something happened and, and there he is. But yeah, man, I think you do a great job commentating. You're, you're a lot of fun. 
um, on the microphone and, and you're, uh, you're well-versed in, in jiu-jitsu too and, and, and the guys that do it. So I, uh, I really always appreciate you uh, being able to commentate and, and do things like that. Because I have to say, there was one moment that I saw you repost on your stories. And at first, when I see you kind of quote one of us speaking, my initial thought was, oh, shit, what did I say? And then I, I hear the quote that you put, which was you talking about whether you're going to wrestle a certain competitor or not. And then I realized I was like, oh, I didn't say that. That was Mike. All right. Woo. Good. Uh, no, there was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what exactly you're referencing, man. But my bars are a little bit low. So just let me know if I, if I cut out or something. But um. I, I was, uh, I was, I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly what you're referencing, but I do recall there was like some, some commentary and it's perfectly okay because nobody would know that this, this is what's going on. But, you know, I was, I was, somebody said like something about get out wrestled or something along, along those lines. And, uh, I just, you know, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, I didn't go there to wrestle, you know what I mean? And if, right. and if I wanted to wrestle with this guy, it would, be, it would be an entirely different story, but I was not there to wrestle. I have, I have strategy behind everything I'm doing, you know? And like, uh, it's just, it's funny. Um, you know, uh, I don't, <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, you know, it, it's all, it's all fun. Cause it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me at all, but it, it is, it is funny to me. You know what I mean? Because I, I wasn't, you know, getting out wrestled in my mind, but definitely the person who's watching could consider me being getting out rest, out wrestled, because that's the way it looked. So I'll let you in on part of my process, which is when I am watching these videos, I just always logically think, is there a reason behind this? Because it seems like it's happening too easy, given what you do, given what happens. So I always try to give the benefit of the doubt, and I usually say it with some sort of conditional language, but what you reference is a very real thing that happens when you do commentary, when you go, well, I could see how they would interpret it like that. And I've had many people message me on the side and be like, Hey man, I was, I was really doing this. And I go, cool. You know, like, Hey man, I'm doing my job. You do your job. And if you want to say it, put a post about it, you know, it's fine. I've got a healthy enough ego where I'll be okay with it. So I just love the fact that when you put that up, all I could think of was, I was like, well, I'm on record on that tape saying, I don't know. I don't know that that's exactly what's happening with PJ, but that's, that's just what people did. So I think, yeah, because I think you did actually go on to say something like, uh, you did go on to say something like, oh, but you know, he's proficient off of his back, you know, maybe something you were, you were saying something along those lines. I remember thinking like, oh yeah, thanks for I'm just saying. I mean, listen, dude. I mean, uh, I've seen you get uh, into wrestling scraps with a number of people. So I think it's really important to inform everybody with everything you see. So that's why a lot of the times uh, there are a lot of athletes who I have to look at their stories, even though I'm like, I don't really want to. But it's extra knowledge that you get. So one of the commentary things that you, you can really impress people with is if you know those old nuggets. And so putting a blanket statement out there to say, PJ is getting out wrestled. I better have some facts. Uh, to be able to say that. So that's, that's just a little bit in the process. What did you end up doing with the money then, sir? The money? Yeah. What'd you do with the money? I mean, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't spend too much money. Um, 
You know, I don't spend too much money. Maybe on food or something, man. I'm uh, I got nothing to buy right now, man. You know, bills and, and stuff. You know, um, I'm trying to trying to make some more money before I start spending some money. You know, nothing nothing special, nothing fun. That makes sense. I, this was. Uh, oh, you know what? I did. I did. I'll, t- I'll tell you something. Hmm. I did take for the first time I play a game in the casino because I've never done that before, and I did. Uh, I put down uh, like a hundred bucks on on the thing where you do black and red, and uh, and I bet it and I doubled it. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, I put a hundred down, got two hundred bucks out of it. Um, and I kid you not, Raph. I was I was slipping it into my little like uh, my little slick pocket that I had on. I had like these really small shorts with this little pocket. Right after the table, I walked from the table to the other side, and and uh, and I noticed it kind of like felt like it fell out. So like as I started like I probably walked another 10, 10, 15 yards, and I felt in my pocket and it wasn't there. And I turned around because I knew I had dropped it, and within the past like 10, 15 yards, I knew I had dropped it and it was gone already. Like there was some guy cleaning the floor there and I was like, Hey, you know, like, did you see this money? He had the money already for sure. But it's all, it's fair game, bro. He found it on the ground. So, (laughs) so I lost 200 of it, but I didn't lose a gambler. I know I lost a hundred of it, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. Technically you lost a hundred, but your net loss was 200 because that's what you earned. PJ, well, I've learned a couple things here. One, we need to invest in better shorts for you with at least some better pockets. Number two, uh, bless your sweet non-gambling soul to call roulette the game where you pick the with the wheel and the black and the red. So this just only tempts me, a compulsive gambler, to play poker with you at some point. But that is very unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. You still had some money that you end up walking away with. I'm happy to hear that. There was one thing in particular I wanted to close out the discussion of Sin City submissions with, which was, I don't know if you saw this on your memories, but that same about day or so, previously, a couple years ago, was you and Keith also previously winning at the Onnit Invitational. And I thought that was uh, pretty interesting that you guys could do that again with the timing working out so well. So what did it feel like to win with Keith once again? Yeah, actually, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I did. Um, that's always a lot of fun for me, man. Um, me and Keith have always had a, a, a good relationship, man. Um, and uh, I really appreciate that, that kid. So um, it's cool to... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a great training partner, so it's it's a lot of fun to to, to be able to compete next to him and, and win next to him and do those things. So, I always feel like that's my little brother when we're when we're out there and everything. I just thought it was a great moment to see that uh, on my feed because I looked at it and I said, you know, competing is a very strange thing where you often do it alone in a big regard, but you have somebody with a very similar focus and you have somebody who is excelling as well as you are has to feel great to be able to make that success all the sweeter. So uh, I was very happy for the two of you guys. And now with his black belt, there's an even uh, cooler aspect of getting to see him on that part of his journey as well, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let's transition this to talking about uh, the bullpen uh, series that was going on as well. How did you get involved with that? Because I got notes that you were involved in, guess what? Uh, a lot of people also wanted matches with you there. So can you tell me a little bit about that experience? 
Uh, yeah, that was fun, man. I never got to spend a whole lot of time around those guys, uh, like, uh, Mercedes and, uh, Anthony Burchek and the guys at Tucson. I was really, uh, really happy with the way they ran things and how, how accommodating they were to everybody and how they treated everybody. And, uh, they are uh, a good community down there and, and, uh, yeah, I really appreciated that, what they do and, and everything. So, um, that was cool. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, my buddy, um, Andrew Alexander is, uh, he's, he trains with me quite a bit and, and, uh, and I'm a, a huge fan of his and I like him a lot. And he, he hit me up one day and was just like, Hey, you want to compete with my team and this thing? Um, I'll, uh, I'll buy you a ticket. We could win a thousand bucks. And I was like, yeah, why not, man? I could get some matches in. It doesn't cost me anything. Definitely. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> that's how it happened. I didn't expect to be on, I didn't know it was team grants pass or anything, but you know, some people, when people are like, Oh, you got it, you're getting an apartment and, uh, you're getting a flat in grants pass or what? Like, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of jokes cooking around and stuff, but, um, Andrew's my boy and I like those guys and I have a good connection with them. And in fact, I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be up there in a couple of weeks, um, and, uh, doing some stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I wound up getting like six matches or something. You know, we, we had a good match with uh, the East Texas or something, uh, Tony's team. And then uh, then we went up against, uh, I don't know, the hooligans or something. They, uh, they were just a bunch of guys from kind of all over the place. It was a team that they put together. Uh, they got Willie from Tucson and they had some. Uh, they had a, a good solid squad with not a whole lot of holes in it, you know, and then they had Quentin at the end of the team and Quentin was just out there like grabbing people's legs and all sorts of crazy ways and flipping them around and stuff. And, uh, not quite sure what, what all that he's doing with their legs, but I know it hurts people and stuff. And so he, 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 he wound up being kind of the scary caboose of the team all the time, but I never got to meet with him. Um, that would have been fun, but I, I had some good matches with some cool guys and, and, uh, and it was a good successful day and I got some good practice in and, and, uh, got to test my cardio and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good experience. I wanted to bring up almost the inverse of clout chasing, which was at this particular juncture at bullpen, it did look like you had more people who were just happy to have either gotten a match with you and were putting up these posts of like what an honor it was. So I'm sure that also had to feel like kind of like that inverse when you get that feeling of, man, I'm going to take this. And I know people just want to just get this match, even though they may not even deserve it. But here you had people who were like, yo, I know I probably wouldn't get this match under any other circumstance that I'm glad that I did. Uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, look, I've had the same feeling before. Um, even, even like, even when I was like, if there wasn't any clout chasing going on, or even if I did think I was going to win, I've had that feeling before competing with guys and wrestling guys back in the day and just thinking like, man, what a fuck, what an honor, bro. You know, I get to, I've been watching this guy for a while, you know, or, or whatever, you know? Um, and, uh, and I would always feel that way about guys that I watched coming up and things like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure some of these guys had, had, had been watching me and, and, and seeing me on different platforms and stuff. And, um, uh, and it's kind of cool, kind of cool for them. And, and, uh, yeah, I get to have some fun. They're, they're all just nice people, man, down there. 
Well, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, obviously you want to get more competition. You want to get more rounds in. There's obviously a new reason, which is that we are going to see you competing at combat jujitsu. Just qualify this for me. Is this your combat jujitsu debut? Uh, no, man. I had a I had a combat jujitsu match with Mikey Rolls before. Oh, that's right. But, but we uh, we didn't throw any strikes or anything. That's what threw me off. Because here's the thing I want you to do when I when I misspeak, which is there's an interview with me where I said if you ever fight in an MMA fight, and you didn't stop me to say, oh, I've had an MMA fight. And when I found out you had an MMA fight, I was so pissed at myself. That I was like, why wouldn't he fucking tell me this? I know he's being polite, but Jesus Christ, I look like an idiot. So I'm glad that you're telling me this. So what is the excitement about going here? Because you will be going to Mexico for this one, correct? Yeah, Cancun, Mexico, man. So what does this one in particular mean to you? Uh, you know... Obviously, it's cool because it's Eddie's thing, and and I'm a bit, you know, like uh, I just, man, it's so cool for me to be able to do things with Eddie and like, you know, travel with him and be a part of things that he's in and that he works for and works towards because he he's ch- always trying to put his people on and and, uh, and he's you know he's always been good to me and and put me on it in ways that that he can and. Um, and I, and I would just like to represent for him and have a good time and do all that stuff. So that it's his thing is cool. Um, as far as the, the slaps go, you know, this hasn't been like exactly something that's been too much thought about for me, but, um, you know, the other day I got to get in there and mix it up with some guys and some MMA guys and, and throw some palm strikes around and stuff and, and wound up getting my, my heart rate up and, and getting pretty excited and felt the testosterone and, uh, this is something that I really like to do, uh, and, I, and I have a lot of fun with it. But I just don't—I'm uh, kind of over the the idea of CTE and, and brain trauma and stuff like that. And that's why I don't do it anymore. But it's really what's near and dear to my heart is this this full fighting thing, you know, with strikes. I, I like that a lot, and uh, and so this is something that that gets me really excited, and uh, and I'm sure that uh, you could. There's a, a chance that you could see that side of me um, during the CJJ. All right. I mean, obviously, your style in particular, just the way that you tend to pass, lends itself very well to strikes. And it is very cool to see that you would get this opportunity on a big card like this. And I guess the question is, everybody's been kind of off given COVID not really doing a ton in terms of competition. You're one of the few individuals. This will be the third big kind of event that you're doing. What did it feel like to get back to competition outside of everything that's been happening with COVID and what did it mean to you? Uh, man, that's a, uh, that is a, a layered question that, that could take some time because it's, uh, it's complicated and, 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 you know, anybody that is uh, a, a competitor like this and, and has dedicated their life to something like that and it, it gets uh, pulled away in different ways. You go through a bit of a, a, a mental process of trying to figure out where you fit in and, and where your purpose is and things like that. So I've, I've, you know, I've since definitely, derive value from other things in my life but 
I will say that that competing is is very very valuable to me, and, and I'm I'm extremely grateful to, that I get to to get back in there, that I'm healthy, that uh, that uh, that the world is is open just enough that that I can do this type of stuff, you know, and uh, and that I get the opportunity still because this is really, um, you know, I, I would be fine without it, but I like life a lot better with it. That makes a lot of sense. And obviously we've seen you return in a, a very solid fashion. And I, I could tell, man, I mean, even just at since the submissions, when I saw you win, it was just kind of like you looked like you were content to be back competing. And it was uh, a very visible sort of a thing. Like, you know, you usually got a pretty good poker face in terms of how you, you compete, but you could tell that it would just felt nice to, to have that kind of back in your life. And uh, I was very happy to see that for you. But I do note that a lot of people have become very smart about doing things outside of jiu-jitsu during this time. Obviously, you were starting to kind of film some of your workouts, starting to put some of that stuff on YouTube. Um, I know you were talking to me a little bit off air on what you were looking to do. I don't know the why. So why are you looking to have more uh, videos and kind of – uh, breakdowns of competition mentality. Like, where did this come from? Uh, it, honestly, from a from a couple of buddies that have have pushed me to do that, and uh, and I have never really wanted to too much, but. And that's just because I, I, you know, I have this thing in my head, this stigma where I'm thinking, you know, these guys don't want to hear me uh, talking bullshit. Like, who am I, man? I'm not a Olympic gold medalist or something like that, you know. Um, but I do see the value that it adds now, man. And and I honestly have uh, have since just just with my students alone. I, I definitely have an impact in their lives. Um, you know, some, I, I believe, you know, I hate, I hate to say that like, so, so definitely, but, um, you know, I have some, some good things to say that, that people will take bits and pieces of and, and different things that they can apply to their jujitsu or maybe, maybe sometimes their life. Cause, but, um, you know, if I can forward that to a larger platform, um, then that would be great, man. If I can garner some more following from it, that would be great, man. You know, whatever it is. Um, I just, uh, I would, I would like to be involved on a larger, a larger scale at some point in, in jujitsu and, uh, and not just, uh, and you know, maybe, maybe combat sports as a whole, but that's, uh, you know, it's something that I, that I really do think that, that I have some value. Um, because I have been doing this kind of stuff for 20 years and, and I've been around a lot of coaches and I've done a lot of things and I've had a lot of ups and downs and, and I've been through a lot. And maybe, maybe I wasn't ever the, the best at wrestling um, or the best at MMA or the best at jujitsu yet. But, um, you know, I, I, I did pretty well, man. And, and, and I think I'm in a, a position that uh, a lot of average people, could could learn from and and because no matter what i don't care what anybody says people like to watch me grapple and there's there's something behind that and that's because i always bring him and i'm completely fearless and i will grapple anyone anywhere 
and uh, and and I enjoy every second of it. There's nothing about it that is uh, a job for me. Nothing about it that is kind of like in a bad way stressful about about it. It is uh, it is pure uh, uh, enjoyment for me, and uh, and my preparation for it is what really. Uh, again, I enjoy that as well. I, I enjoy buckling down and, and doing these things. And so, um, yeah, I think I have something I could, uh, like a message I could forward in some types of ways. And, and, and I think I'm learning a lot about jujitsu and technique and stuff like that. And that's why I, I, I uh, built this YouTube channel and I want to start posting things on the YouTube channel more, uh, as far as technique goes and everything. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of the plan. I think the most important thing is as long as you find the right way to present the message that you got, adding in a little bit of uh, advice for those who are starting in jiu-jitsu can go a long way and it lives for a long time. So if you find the right way to to make your message be heard, I think you're going to be good. So I, I watched a couple of your videos and I, I find it very, very interesting to hear uh, the perspective of the athlete. So I wish you well on that, man. I want to give you the opportunity to go and shout out anybody you want who helped you get to where you needed to be the past couple of weeks and who will be helping to prepare you for combat jiu-jitsu in a couple of weeks. The floor is all yours, sir. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, everybody, all the all the freaks down in San Diego are really important to me, man. They always they always look out. There's so many people I could not even begin to name them all. Um, always boogie for for always being there, man. The guys at Failings for always decking me out, putting sweet gear on. Chris is Chris is wonderful, man. Everybody at my gym, all my students, um, are always always there for me, always helping. Me out. Honestly, I can't. I can't begin to thank enough everybody here in San Diego um, that's a part of the association for 10th Planet because they all uh, they are all always always doing whatever to, to help me whenever whenever something's coming up and stuff and even the guys um, that I get to train with the, the IBJJF guys like um, that I train with once or twice a week at Alliance and um, Otto is when I'm over there so those guys are always um, really really uh, welcoming so um, yeah man I just want to yeah that's it, brother. Well, PJ, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Obviously, people are excited to see you compete. Um, you know, man, I, I think it's really great that uh, you're getting back into the swing of things. It is always fun watching you do your thing. Um, and, of course, everybody knows this about you. You will take on anyone, anywhere, any place, except, you know, just on occasion, I guess, me. Um <laughs> But, you know, I, I think we'll find a time to remedy that sometime later down the line. <laughs> but I want to thank you. Uh, I'm going to close this bitch up, and I'm going to say bye to you off air if you don't mind sticking around for just a second. Uh, my thanks to our pal, PJ Barch. All right, everybody, let's just remind you of a couple things. We have new episodes, Verbal Tap, coming out right now. We've also got a new installment of A Fight Companion that's going to be airing this Saturday. So look out for that. Um, you know, we're always happy to have you guys here. Big love to our friends over at NoGeekBJJGear.com and Dodgy Collective, our sponsors who always give us the most appreciation. And of course, our thanks to all of you for tuning in. Always remember, here, 1 p.m. every Tuesday, new episodes of The Grappling Hour. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us here at the show. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats. Eventually. <laughs>